in an organization like that, if you're going to do that type of networking, again, you really need to do the work and have that understanding because everybody in that room knows that you're there uh, looking for them to find business for you and that you're going to possibly be able to find business for them. So you're going to want to, again, understand why everybody in that room or each individual person in that room would want to give you business other than to keep their seat in the room. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. Ah, networking. Everybody loves that word. Everybody hears that word and gets all kinds of pictures in their head. Sometimes it's of great fun. Sometimes it's of people they can't stand. Sometimes it's a massive drain. I did an episode last year called Redefining Networking. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the networking that most people think of and what you can do to make it more effective. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. I'm your host, Joss Willard. Enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that the time you invest here is profitable. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of the free ebook, The Four Must-Haves for a Profitable Coaching Practice. It's absolutely free. It's worth every penny. It outlines the four areas that every profitable coaching practice on the planet has in common. And thus, they're the four things that you must have nailed down in your coaching practice if you want it to be consistently profitable. So if you want an easy to understand, very specific tool that makes it crystal clear where to be focusing your attention in your practice and what you can safely ignore to ensure that your practice is consistently profitable and supports the life that you want to be living, go to ProfitForCoaches.com and download your copy of the four must-haves for a profitable coaching practice today. Today, I want to talk about networking or what most people call networking. If you've listened to the show at all or worked with me as a client, you know that my definition of networking or of networking strategy is very different than most people's or what most people are taught about networking. For me, what I would call a networking strategy has everything to do with strengthening the existing relationships that you already have, you know, showing up consistently in the lives of the people in your network when you don't need anything from them to help to build those relationships. What most people think of as networking is probably closer to, but not quite the same as what I call direct outreach. Um, direct outreach for me uh, is when you're directly reaching out to somebody who could be someone that you, somebody that you would like to have in your network that you don't yet have a relationship with, right? So it's starting a relationship to bring that person into your networking that you that can then use to strengthen that relationship. But I don't really have a word for what most people think of when they hear the term networking. And it doesn't quite exactly fit under either one uh, of direct outreach or uh, what I call networking strategy because it kind of brings in both. So today I'm going to use everyone else's and I'm using air quotes around that. I'm going to use the, the traditional definition of networking, but I'm going to vary it a little bit because for most people, when you say networking, um, the thing that immediately comes to mind is hours and hours spent at a bar or some sort of mixer or gatherer where there's 
usually drinks of some kind involved. Maybe it's wing night, whatever. And you're meeting a bunch of people that you don't really know that are all in the same market as you, or they are your target market and, or a bunch of people that also serve your target market, uh, exchanging business cards uh, or tapping phones together to exchange contact information, maybe exchanging brochures. It's, it's what goes into people's minds most of the time is getting a bunch of people into a room that may or may not know each other to some level or another, uh, mixing and mingling, and then either calling or emailing everybody that you met and or dealing with them calling and emailing you afterwards, right? So I want to get away from the negative part of that, the way that people network incorrectly. And I want to focus today on how to attend networking events or leverage networking groups in a way that isn't like that sleazy, slimy, a ton of work, uh, hustly and and opening yourself up to, uh, you know, having to deal with pushy salespeople contacting you for the rest of your life. There are a few different types of networking organizations or networking groups that you can attend. There's social networking, there is soft networking, and there is hard contact networking. So social networking is really just that. It's just being social. It's having a group of people that you go out with on a regular basis or connect with on a regular basis, uh, mostly socially, right? And and everyone knows what you do, or at least you think everyone knows what you do. Um, but you're mostly there because everyone likes each other and uh, enjoys each other's company. There's no, there's usually no real rules around social networking. Um, it's usually not a high commitment thing. It's more like, hey, here's my group of a few friends or a social club that I belong to, or maybe we're all parents of uh, kids who are on the same sports team or something like that, social networking. Now, the challenge with social networking is that very often we assume with social networking that everybody there knows what you do, thinks well of you, knows you, likes you, and trusts you. And so obviously if anyone in their circle ever were to say, oh, hey, I need whatever it is that you do, you were just trusting that those people in that social network or that social networking circle are immediately going to go, oh yes, you you need X, you totally should talk to Sam. And the challenge is I cannot tell you the number of stories that I have heard, been told firsthand, secondhand, etc., of people who are sitting at brunch or whatever with their their group of, of social contacts and friends, and they find out that somebody just like, oh, my, <laughs> I had a, a, a contractor who specialized in renovating uh, bathrooms. And it was her husband's company. And she, she didn't even actually work for the company, but she always talked about it all the time. She was very uh, active and very, very supportive of her husband. And she's talking again. She goes to, I think it was brunch with uh, her friends. And one of her friends starts talking about how uh, they're so excited because they've just uh, signed all the paperwork and got everything started on this new like $50,000 renovation of their house that includes the kitchen, bathroom, et cetera. And she's like, and we looked so long. Like we took, the friend was so excited because it had taken him like six months of searching and trying to find the right contractor to do the renovations for them. And this lady had never even known that her friend was thinking about renovating the house. It had never come up in conversation. She'd never talked to her about it. She's like, you know what I do. Why did you not ask? Like, why, why didn't you, you didn't even ask me to bid or have my husband come to, like, you know what my husband does. <laughs> why Why was it not even brought up? And it's like, oh, I didn't even realize that, that that you'd be interested kind of thing. And it's just like, so that happens a lot with social networking. So if you're gonna depend on social networking and social networking groups, um, you need to be intentional about letting people know what you do 
and know how to have that who and do what conversation with people. Um, not in a way where you're showing up all the time and saying, you know, trying to sell to all of your friends, because that's very, the, that is a really fast way to lose all of your friends, right? But with, with social networking, you need to make sure that either you set your expectations very low or you make sure that you're intentional about how you show up so that your friends and relations in those social networking uh, organizations know that you are always looking for new business. You're always open for new business, right? Okay, so that's social networking. Very informal, no expectations, highly unreliable. Okay, then you have what is called um, soft contact networking. So this is where your um, these types of organizations, this is your... Uh, your chamber of commerce, better business bureau meetings. Uh, this is where if you have uh, professional associations that you belong to, they'll have networking or mixer mixing things like that. But they're, they're business focused organizations and activities where people show up looking to connect and looking to network and hoping to be able to buy and sell with each other and or refer business to each other. So it's there, but it's usually not terribly formal. There's no set expectation. And like it might be like you might have a regular monthly mixer or quarterly mixer or something like that, but it's usually not. The level of consistency can vary. Some are some are more consistent, some are less consistent. We'll, we'll put it that way. So with these, um, it's definitely uh, more business focused than your social networking. People typically understand if you're, if you're doing um, soft contact networking, that it is business focused and that you are looking for business or you're looking to hire someone or, or something like that. Um, this, they can be good organizations to belong to. They can be good activities to attend. Um, but if you're going to do soft contact networking, the biggest thing it is imperative that you have built your referral strategy in advance. Um, you need to know who you're looking for when you go to these events. Or, or look at joining these organizations. You need to know who you're looking for. Generally speaking, you don't want to go there looking for clients. Although for coaching, <laughs> that that can be, we can be a bit more flexible. But generally speaking, overall, uh, as a, in a service industry business or service professional, you're not necessarily looking to join an organization that does soft contact networking because you're planning to go there and, and specifically get clients. You're generally going to be better off looking for referral partners or strategic partners, right? So you're going to want to build in to your system all of those questions. I'm, I've talked about them on previous episodes. I If I haven't done an episode specifically on uh, referral strategy, uh, I will do one soon. I'll go check that out. Sorry. So if I, if I haven't done one already, I'll do an episode soon on how to build a proper, uh, referral strategy, but you want to build that before you go. And, it, and essentially it comes down to, you want to know why somebody in particular, not just people in general, but why someone in particular, uh, would want to refer business to you, which of your target market or target markets or subsection of your target market, that person or type of of person who's a potential referral partner, which segment of your market they interact with on a regular basis, where they interact with them, at what point they're in, et cetera. You wanna, look, you wanna be able to have all of that so that when you go out there looking, you're looking for referral partners and then you can call them and, and or email them and set up a time to meet outside of the networking activity in which you met them and talk about, here's why I think you could help me out a lot and why I think I could help you out, out a lot, right? So that's that's soft contact networking. The third type of networking organization is a hard contact networking organization. And um, those are things like your your 
your business networking international bni group type of things essentially and there are a number of the different organizations bni is just the one i know best um i've been in bni for over a decade and very familiar with how it works. Now, this is not not a plug for BNI. I know there are a ton of other um, similar type uh, organizations. And essentially, the way they work is this: um, they the purpose of the networking organization is for the members to find each other referrals, right? So there's usually a limit on the number of folks in any particular business category that can be a member. They'll usually keep track of and have uh, minimum expectations for the number of referrals that you bring or give or introductions that you make to the other members. There will usually be regular meetings. Like how accountable they hold each other, that varies. Like there, there are some um, organizations, for example, uh, like, like BNI, where they track it. It's, it's in the computer system. They know, um, they don't necessarily track who you're sending referrals to, but they know you've brought X number of referrals over this period of time. There's an expectation that you're going to bring um, an average of a referral a week, et cetera, et cetera, right? So that's on, on one. And then there are other groups that are on the other end that are completely like, <laughs> their, their business model is, their marketing tagline is, we don't have as many rules as BNI uh, or whatever other networking organization. It's, 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 we want to be here. Yes, we're absolutely here to find business for each other, but we're a bit less about accountability, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, and it doesn't matter what's a good fit for you. And in fact, none of these might be good fits for you, but the, the purpose of the hard contact networking organization is you're there to find business for each other. It's, it's, that's the point. And in an organization like that, if you're going to do that type of networking, again, you really need to do the work and have that understanding because everybody in that room knows that you're there uh, looking for them to find business for you and that you're going to possibly be able to find business for them. So you're going to want to, again, understand why everybody in that room or each individual person in that room would want to give you business other than to keep their seat in the room. Like, and, it, and it's it's possible that not everybody in that room is a great fit for sending you business, in which case you're going to want to narrow down. Okay. Uh, there are five, like if this is, a, if this is an, a group of 25, 30 people, there's probably five to 10 people in that room that could consistently send you business and that you could potentially send business back to on a regular basis. And so you'll want to, first of all, figure those out. Then you'll want to go have one-to-one conversations with each of those folks going, um, tell me about your business. Tell me about your clients. Tell me about who you deal with on a regular basis so that I can tell you how that fits with me and how it's possible to make me part of your onboarding process, et cetera, et cetera. But also you have to go in with a mindset of, and then tell me how I can bring business to you. Tell me how I can find business for you as well. Because it's really a two-way street in those types of organizations. The expectation is very high that it's going to be a two-way street. So if you were to sort of rank them by level of expectation for results, if you're going to do networking through organizations of some kind, a hard contact networking organization Generally, I would have a higher um, expectation of getting referrals from an organization like that, like a BNI or or like any of those other organizations that are specifically around, we're going to meet once a week or we're going to meet once a month and you're expected to bring referrals on a regular basis. Because of the very nature of it and the way it's put together, I would expect that you're going to get more referral business from an organization like that than from either of the others. But on the other hand, there's going to be a higher level of accountability expected from you as well. So you're gonna wanna go in there with a, with, with a mindset of, I'm gonna be giving here as well as receiving. And also understand that there's a higher time investment and energy investment in that type of organization. Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, the social networking, hanging out with friends and people that, that you like, you're probably not gonna 
get as high, uh, we probably shouldn't have as high an expectation for the amount of referrals you're going to receive. There are things that you can do to raise that level of expectation to make it easier for people to, to send you referrals. And I absolutely talk about that with my clients, but also they don't expect much from you other than to be there, be cool, be their friends, et cetera. And you can devote as much or as little time to that type of organization or that type of group as you like. So it's it's much more, uh, there's much more freedom involved, but there's probably a much, it's much more realistic to keep your expectations low on how many referrals you're going to get on a regular basis from your friends and family or those types of, of social networking. And in, in the middle, there's the soft contact networking, which is, again, it really depends on how you work it. If you go out like most people, you know, you're the, you're the scorched earth person and you're just giving out business cards to everybody you see, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect a lot. Uh, if you're the type of person that nobody likes, um, you're the one who collects everybody's business cards and then immediately follows up with them afterwards and sends them emails and phone calls and letters and 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 won't stop until they make you say, you know, it's one of those things of make them say no. I've been in training seminars where people say uh, that your role in sales, uh, when you do networking and stuff like that, is to make them say no. You bug them until they say yes, or you make them say no. Um, I find that absolutely annoying and irritating, um, <clears throat> but there are people that do that. So if you don't want to be one of those types of people, you really need to uh, be cognizant of why you're going in there, who you're looking for, how you're going to connect with them, and what your plan is for building your relationship with these individuals over time, regardless of which type of networking you're thinking of doing, soft contact, hard contact, uh, or social. Do not go in there expecting that you're going to sell right away. One of my favorite things to do when I'm speaking on stage at uh, a Better Business Bureau or a, or a Chamber of Commerce or any any event where there is that's a networking style of event, I get I get asked to keynote at those. Um, actually, quite a bit. I used to get asked to keynote at those. Whenever I'd stand on stage at one of those, I will ask the question: Okay, who came here hoping to connect with someone? Uh, that is a potential customer who came here looking to to make a sale or make a connection that could lead to a sale and everybody's hands go up. I'm like, awesome. That's great. Uh, because that's what we're taught to do with networking is, is we go out, we look for someone to make a sale. Now, I say, all right, put your hands down. Now raise your hand if you came to this event hoping for someone to sell you something. You came here looking to make a connection that would allow you to buy something from someone. Raise your hand if that's you. And almost nobody ever puts their hands up when I do that. Understand that if you're going to a networking event, don't go there looking to sell to someone because everybody else there is looking to do the same thing. Almost nobody is looking to buy. And so getting their attention and shifting their mindset from I'm here to sell or I'm here to make a connection that could lead to a sale to, oh, hey, that's interesting. I might actually want to buy from you is very difficult to do. It takes a lot more energy uh, and a lot more work than going there with the idea of, I just want to make a connection. I want to be curious about the people in this room. I want to ask good questions and I want to find people that are interesting to me and people that I feel like I could connect with and that I would want to have in my network that I would want to be deliberately strengthening a relationship with. If you go into any of those networking organizations or events with that mindset, you will get far further ahead than any of the people that are there looking to sell. And when you're working the room, again, regardless of which type of organization you're in uh, or, or event that you're at, if you're, when you're when you're working the room and you're talking to people, it is always better to ask questions and be interested in the other person than it is 
to be trying to tell the other person all about you. I'm I'm a big fan of, and I highly recommend when people ask about you, sticking to your who and do what statement, you're very basic, very simple. I help my target client get my single biggest result. I help X get Y. What do you do? Because the vast majority of the people in that room are just waiting for you to ask what they do so that they can tell you all about it. And um, there are some great questions that you can ask. And, and I think I'll probably do another episode where I did 20 minutes here. Um, so I'll do another episode where I talk about different questions that you can ask in social situations and networking situations that can help you build rapport, build stronger relationships, um, and have people walk away from the conversation going, wow, that was the most interesting conversationalist I've ever talked to you. You are the most interesting person in the world when really all you did was let them talk about themselves um, in ways that make them feel good about themselves. So uh, we'll talk about that another day. For now, understand this. If you're going to be doing networking at events that are put on by different organizations, again, whether it's social social networking, soft contact networking, or hard contact networking, if you're going to do any of those types of, of networking, the biggest thing is know what you're looking for going in, be intentional about being there, ask questions, be interested in other people. Don't try to sell anybody anything. Even to the point where if somebody gets super excited and you're like, oh, I'm a coach. I help this type of person get that type of result. And they go, wow, I'm exactly that type of person. I really want that type of result. Can we coach? Can you can you coach me? Would it, what would it look like to work with you? I would highly recommend that you don't sell them coaching at that point. I would say, well, I, I'm not sure if you actually would need coaching or if you'd be great. Or I say something like, you know what? You sound like you could be a perfect fit. Let's book a time to get together and talk about it, right? Don't do it right then and there. So anyway, that is my commentary on networking. I hope you found it enjoyable and helpful and we will see you back here next week. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Withard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.